Hello, welcome to another episode. It's Claire, and today, along with Adrian, we will be talking to Anthony and Amy about plastic surgery, male body image, and gender roles. Just a warning that there will be swears in this episode. We haven't always put out this swear warning. You will find it usually in our episode description, but just wanted to give a warning for this one. We hope you enjoy regardless. Today, we'll be talking all about gender roles. What do we think about uh people we date having a lot of plastic surgery. What are our thoughts on that? <laughs> I mean, I can I can start because I was thinking of um I was thinking of this, you know, episode beforehand because I actually saw a article about how like the rates of plastic surgery are greatly increasing. Um because mm. things are becoming more affordable. There's more kind of non-invasive treatments and everything. And I I have no idea if I've ever dated anyone with plastic surgery, but I I think it would really kind of come down to why they did it. Mm. Um, I think that would be a big one. Like, you know, if it was just a, like a lot of people get plastic surgery due to kind of accidents or um, things they might call like deformities from birth. Um, And I never judge anyone for that. But then, you know, at some point you have to wonder if somebody keeps getting so much plastic surgery, like, are they insecure with themselves? Like, what is the kind of emotional weight behind that? And it's hard because you can't just project that on somebody. Like, my mom uh, my mom got a facelift, and she's really happy with it, and she's really proud of herself, and she feels great, and she did it for her, and I love that. Um, but if someone else was getting a face just because they thought, um, you know, they need to get kind of attention of other people, it's like, oh. That's when things like get concerning. I'm like, do I want to take on that emotional weight and feel like I need to validate someone all the time? Yeah, I think what you said about like the reasoning behind it is very important because, you know, people can get it for many different reasons. And I think that, you know, if someone truly doesn't feel happy with themselves and then they get plastic surgery and they do feel better, like I wouldn't want to say like, oh, like you aren't allowed to pursue your happiness because I think that. You know, because it's like people have these these ideas of body images because of society. And then if we shame them for wanting those body images that society has given them, it feels very like, you know, like hypocritical. So in some ways, I'm like, well, you know, like I wouldn't want someone to like, you know, I like they've already faced so much shame from society about looking a certain way that they felt like they had to have plastic surgery. So I wouldn't want to add to their like you know their unhappiness in that way but I mean there is this kind of idea of like you know people who get plastic surgery sometimes they do get addicted to it so that's kind of like one factor and then also if they're so um if they're so critical of their own appearance then I also wonder like how they would look at me like would they also you know be very critical of my appearance too would they want me to like do plastic surgery as well or something like that. So I think it might be hard to, like, so if I was dating someone who had plastic surgery, those would be like some of the thoughts that would come up in my mind. I would just like to introduce Adrian's actual camera to Anthony. Yeah, look, I got my camera working today. <laughs> oh my word, I'm so shocked. It's unbelievable. 
We thought um, you were going to show up today, and we were like, oh, wow, as soon as I got my camera working, Anthony. I didn't like, even God. realize until I, until you just said as well, I thought, oh, who's this? This is a new today. Yeah, I should have said I'm a new not. person. Like, I'm hiding. Whoop, whoop, whoop. We uh, start talking about what we think of people who we date having plastic surgery. So Amy and Adrian have just, um, just given their reasons, but... Yeah, what about you, Anthony? Like, does it matter to you? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it depends what you want from the relation. You know what I mean? It depends what the long-term goal is. Because, oh. you know, if if it's, like, wife material, then nah, nah, nah. Because... <laughs> I don't I don't want that I don't want the attention of other guys I'll be fighting all the time and I can't be having that. So if she, if she's got plastic surgery then obviously well more than like it, if it's like a boobs and a bum and that and you know all big and the waist tucked in and the lips are plump you know like to to make herself look more attractive then mm. I can't see it going that long because I I no 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 she'll get a lot of attention and you know it, it's just I don't know. I just think that you are who you are naturally. So why do you need to change that? I know they've got their own reasons for um, having plastic surgery and stuff, but I, I don't think so. No, it's not my cup of tea. Plus, you can't like go out in the sun. My friend's got them fake lips, and when the sun comes out, she has to like go inside because she says like you can't have heat on him. I don't know. I don't know why, but yeah, imagine that. Like you have to hide from the sun. That's a bit odd. It's a bit odd. I did not know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it's not, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is or why it's that, but every time, every time, like it's sunny, they have to be careful because there's a, there's a reaction. It might burn them. I don't know, but it makes sense because you're putting something in your body. It might expand. Oh, it might expand, like expanding full when it gets hot. <laughs> so there's the big, massive duck legs. <laughs> I don't know though. It's enough for me. Well done for having it. And if if you think you need it, you probably don't need it. But everyone's everyone, and I don't know. Maybe I might eat my words. Who knows? Uh, Amy, what, what do you think to that? Um, I mean, I guess one thing I I'd want to kind of step back with this first is thinking about what our idea of plastic surgery is, um, because it can be so like greatly varied. Um, like it's not always just like, you know, fake tits and like big lips and everything like that. It could be something I know a lot of people are like, you know, they have a dent in their nose or something like that, a bump in their nose and they want to get a rhinoplasty. Um, and like that wouldn't bother me. Um, and I had mentioned before Anthony, before you came on the call, I had mentioned, I think it greatly matters to me, like what their motivation is for getting plastic surgery. Um, like if someone is truly doing it for themselves, um, like I use the example of my mom getting a facelift at, you know, age 63 and she's now, she's like the happiest she's ever been. And I'm so pumped for her. Um, I think that's great. Um, but if someone is doing it because like what you said, Anthony, like they just want to fit these kind of beauty standards of like here, Mike, you know, having like big lips, um, or like big tits or whatever then it's like, oh, well, then we're kind of reaching these insecurities. I don't think I'd ever judge a someone, um, like male, female, non-binary, whatever, 
for just doing what they want to do to make themselves happy. And there's actually a really big movement called biohacking um, where people are doing exactly this, where people are doing certain surgeries to finally make their bodies the way that they want them to be. Um, so it comes down to a lot of things of like, where do we draw the line? Um, cause some people get these surgeries to make them feel more like themselves, like transition surgeries, those cosmetic surgeries. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. If that's who you are and how you look happy. I think, um, even like talking about this now, we tend to think of more like women getting plastic surgery. Um, I personally haven't dated like a dude who got plastic surgery. Not that I, like, I, I just. I don't really care, but um, my friend did date a dude who tried to get like surgery to like augment his abs. <laughs> I, I didn't even know that was a thing. And again, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. It's just like, it's so funny. But he's, he's of a certain background, should I say, very white, male, very privileged, conventionally attractive, you know, symmetrical face, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, okay, well, did you, why, why did you do that? Because you want to be like the next like, um, who's like the typical white Channing Tatum or something like that. Okay. I'm kind of, kind of judging that a little bit, but that kind of leads to the next question. Do you think, do you, do you all think there's like a lack of attention to like male body image issues because those do exist? So what, what do you think of that? I don't, um, yeah, I don't think, I don't know. It's not expected of men. The same as like beauty stuff is not really ex expected of men. It's, it's more, more of a woman thing. I don't know no guys that have had any sort of surgery. They, they'll tell you they've had. They might have. They might get a couple of mills put in their lips and no one would know, you know. But I don't know. I just think it, it's the same as, like I said, the same as the beauty stuff. Like, it's more women. Some some guys are very, like, highly strung of it um, because of it. But that's more like fashion. So when, like, All The Way Is Essex, when that was on, Everybody wanted to look like them guys off all the way is Essex, you know, tanned, white teeth, plucked eyebrows, you know, six pack and stuff. But that's not in fashion anymore. So at the minute, there's not really a way for men to look like there is a woman. Like for me, what I've seen and I notice in trend is at the minute, women are into lips, not obviously not all women, but a trend in, in the UK is having those those lip fillers. Um, a lot of them do it. Some of them do it too much. But for men, there's 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 no pressure. There's no pressure whatsoever. Um, like like, like that that kind of like plastic surgery wise. But I, I'm sure some sort of show will come about or some TV program will come about and force men to, you know, have a look at themselves and maybe look at getting a fake six pack. Who knows? But may I add? You can have a fake six pack, but it's still gonna be weak. Like, what the hell's that about? It's still gonna be a weak boy. It's still not gonna be able to perform. You know what I mean? Grow up. So I, I mean, I agree with Anthony that I don't think that there's as much pressure on men to fit like a certain type of image. And I think in some respects that can kind of be both a good thing and a bad thing. Because, you know, the plus side, of course, is that there's not as much pressure to get plastic surgery or to fit some type of beauty standard or ideal. But then at the same time, there's not as much support or precedence for people who may want to, like, have surgeries like that. So I think it can be kind of like a double-edged sword. I mean, I definitely think that it's better not to have as much 
pressure on it, you know, especially looking at how so many, you know, women feel pressured and, you know, also in like societies where like, for example, in South Korea, a lot of times, like, you know, women will get plastic surgery, like for their birthday as a birthday present, you know, for work and all those types of things. So, I mean, I definitely think it's better not to have pressure, <laughs> but, you know, there is a, a downside to kind of not having that type of support or precedence as well if you do want to change your body. So is like getting plastic surgery, quote unquote, considered like feminine and not <laughs> manly? Obviously, like in this case, I'm not talking about like essential surgery when you've been in an accident. I'm talking about like aesthetics. Um, because, you know, like if, if women go and like get something done, it's kind of like, why are you doing it? But you're so beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like all these like societal judgments. But then if, if men get it, yeah, it is really kind of like done discreetly. And I mean, I wasn't going to mention this because we're not that type of podcast, but here we are. Um, like, no, I'll just say it like discreetly. You're going to say penis enlargement? Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> we're not that <laughs> But yeah, I've I know people who have gone and done that. And my instinct, it's not like, oh, is it manly or is it not? My instinct was like, does that hurt? Like, why are you doing this? Who is it for? Why would you do this? So is it like the lack of support that's out there for male plastic surgery that men are like, ooh, I need to what like I don't understand like what it is what the origin I mean I would say like from a from someone you know who does gender studies I mean there is like a very long origin of this right of female body sculpting in various ways like corsets um foot binding right there's like in every culture almost there are kind of various ways that women are forced to like contour their body um you could even think of like genitalia mutilation um is a big one too um so, I mean, there is, like, a very long, like, history of doing this, of where image, women are held up to this kind of image that they then must kind of shape in. And, of course, this, even if this kind of practice of women being forced to contour their bodies hasn't been carried down culturally, even though it still exists in many places, it has been realized and then created into a commodity market, naturally. Like, I don't think, like, anyone actually, like, genuinely so like women need like big tits it's like oh we can profit off this we can profit off their desire to fit this standard um and i think that's always one of the kind of we had mentioned briefly like plastic surgery addiction and i think that's always interesting to me because um like when it comes to something like a beauty ideal um like especially like speaking of someone who has like a very long history of eating disorders like you never actually reach the ideal like, it's always a horizon. You're just kind of reaching towards. So you're doing more things. You're buying more crap. You're doing whatever it can to the extreme to kind of reach something you're never going to reach. Um, and I feel like that would just be the same for plastic surgery. It's like, well, when do you, when do you draw the line? How do you stop? Um, and, I, and, you know, I don't know where it is. And, you know, you could even kind of trouble what we think of as plastic surgery, like, I started thinking about like, you know, um, what about other kinds of cosmetic surgeries? What about the guys that get tons of tattoos to look cool? Um, or what about the bodybuilding industry? Because that also does some permanent damage to your body. Um, diet industry, weight loss, um, 
Like there's so many different forms of it now that it's kind of just like becoming so fluid and you're like, well, where, where do I draw a line if there even is one? Yeah, no, I think that is a really good point. I mean, I was thinking, well, what it kind of reminded me of is that recently I've been watching a lot of variety shows, <laughs> uh, a lot of Chinese variety shows because I'm learning Chinese right now. And there was one actor who was talking about how he saw controlling his weight as an extension of his role as an actor. And so he said that like, oh, he didn't really mind dieting or like having, having to like put on weight because he thought that it helped put him in the mindset of the character. And I don't know, I thought that was very interesting. But at the same time, I did kind of feel like, is this like just a more pretty way of trying to put a spin on like, you know, having to diet and like, you know, because he was already like quite skinny already. And like, he was talking about how he lost a lot of weight for like a historical drama because he wanted his like, jawline to look really nice on camera. <laughs> and I, was, I don't know, I was, I was really like, fascinated by it in some respects like in in some way I was like yeah well it did look really nice on camera so props to you and like yeah I guess you know being a certain weight and feeling a certain way like it does kind of like it, it is like an extension of maybe the character and the personality but at the same time it was like is this like a justification for like supporting a kind of toxic industry so I don't know it's not really related but that is what came to mind when I was um, when we were talking about like weight loss as well. Do you think, does this, well, I think I might know the answer, but does, how, does this impact you at all, Anthony? Like, what do you think? Um, no, it doesn't impact me at all. Um, yeah, I mean, again, each to their own. Um, that, that bit about the enlargement, I find it a bit worrying, but I can see why they do it because obviously when you're younger or as you get older, you look, obviously there's pornography there. So they're looking at what they've got and then they're looking at a video with a guy the size of a elephant trunk. Obviously you're going to think that maybe, you know, there's something wrong with you, you know, and if, the, if you're doing it and the woman's not screaming like she's in, the, in them videos, then you're doing it wrong. So they obviously think that, you know, it, it, it's the size that makes a difference. However, we know that it's the motion, motion in the ocean. So, yeah, I feel a bit a bit sorry for people like that that try and, you know, I don't know, copy, imitate things. And then my question is, okay, you get that done and you don't really know how to work it anyway. So now you've got like a big massive tail that you don't know what to do with. So in reality... You're a bigger dick than when you first started. <laughs> but yeah, like the cosmetic, like I don't think I'd ever have it done. I don't think I would. I mean, if I start if I started looking old, like proper old, like wrinkly and stuff, then I then I might do it. Like, why not? And I, I'm I'm quite an easy guy. Like I've been looking for a good like a pedicure woman because I want my feet doing, I don't know what my hands doing as well. Like, I'm not shy. Like, I'm not ashamed of it. It's what I want. If I want my fingers to look cute, then leave me alone, you know? <laughs> We're all allowed to have cute fingers. But, yeah, I just I just find it really, really bizarre. Uh, but let, let's, you know, let's face it, like, cosmetic surgery, 
is a is a big thing. I think I read somewhere that by two thousand and twenty five, it's going to be worth fifty billion pounds. So we talk a lot about image, um, and folk and focus more so on women because out of men and women, you're going to get more money from a woman on her appearance. And I think that's why these big companies target women and create these women that aren't real. Like their body shape is not, obviously it's real, but they're unique. Like to have, you know, nice cheeks and nice lips and nice color eyes and a nice face and a, and big boobs and a little, you know, little waist, big hips, big bum, slim legs. It's almost impossible to get that naturally, but they understand that if they make people be believe this is how they should look, they're getting big, big, big money. And at the end of the day, like it or lump it, we're humans, but we're guinea pigs for businesses that want to make big money. And I think that's what it boils down to. Yeah, yeah, that is true. At the end of the day, it is it is what is profitable, isn't it? And like, I saw this um, comment off of, um, don't ask me why I was looking at this photo, but it was of um, the Kardashians and like some dude wrote, I don't care if they're fake, they're just hot and I want to do them. Um, that's not what the comment said. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay, all right, this is where we're at. And then that same day, I read somewhere how like Zoom, like some um, third-party app is trying to come up with like a Kardashian filter for Zoom. Because <laughs> you know there's already like a makeup filter for Zoom, like a Kardashian filter. I'm like, why do we need this right now? This is so extra. Um, but yeah, before we move on to uh, gender roles in the house proposed by Anthony, like any other thoughts, like Amy, Adrian? Um, I want to I wanna pose one kind of like, uh, like minor counter. Uh, something Adrian said that I, I think would be good to kind of just at least mention that we're right. There's like two different systems we're talking about. There's gender roles up here and like beauty image and stuff like that, that we can't help that we're all steeped in to some degree, even if we don't think that it affects us. Right. We have like unconsciously like shit, we're all socialized too bad. Um, but then there's like the individual, right. It's like, where do we draw the line? And like, well, we all can't help. We're at least in some way, all kind of individually impacted by this but some people are more than others so we have like the system and then the individual um so it is kind of like hard to just think like not like forgive but also just allow like you're a person like if i deeply loved someone and they wanted to do all this you know plastic surgery or, or body contouring or whatever you know i would probably just talk to them find out why they're doing it um and be like okay if that's what you love like, I'm not going to judge anyone for, what, buying commodities? No, we're a person. We love to buy shit. I like to buy clothes that I think make me look good. Um, like, all right. Um, and I will say, too, that there is a big movement of kind of um, in, like, what I would call probably, like, fourth wave feminism of women saying, like, no, like, I'm going to wear my makeup this way. I'm going to dress this way. And even if it does fit those beauty standards, they're doing it because it gives them a sense of control. And, and I'm like, well, I can deeply respect that as someone who does the same thing as someone who gets a lot of like tattoos to make me feel in control of my own body because women haven't been in control of their whole body because we have a lack of autonomy. Right. So like, I, it's like, I'm like, okay, well, if that makes you feel like you have ownership over your body, even if you are fitting those beauty roles, I'm like, well, who am I to shit on what empowers you? Yeah, completely agreed. And 
on that note, since we're all socialized, huh, so uh, who should cook and clean and all, do all these uh, chores? So, Anthony, since you brought it up, why don't you answer first? Who should do all the cooking and all the chores? It should, you know what? It should be shared. And it should be shared. It should be the one that's got the least time. Oh, no, no. The, most, the one that's got the most time spare should do it. You know, I, I don't believe that men should do this or women should do that. I'm, I'm not too forced. I think that it's more of a time kind of thing. If you're working, if you're out working full, if the male, whichever one's out working out, working full time and say the other, their partner's working half time, um, then it's only fair that, you know, the, the one that's working half of the time should do these chores because they've got more time. But then again, if the one that's only working part time makes more money than the person that's working full time, you know, then who? I think the person that's working part full time, they should do it. I think, you know, work harder, not smarter. <laughs> I get this a lot. I get this a lot because obviously I work. I I make more money, but I work less. But my partner works full time, but she earns a, a lot less than what I earn. So it's like an ongoing joke that I don't really work. I don't know how that, I don't know how this has even come about. So, but I'll still do it if, if you know, if she's been working and the pots need doing, I don't mind doing the pots. I don't mind cooking. I'm not too good at cooking. I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying. I can cook spaghetti bolognese, some stuff like that. But yeah, I do try. But yeah, I think it's about respect. Like, if you respect your partner, then you'll help him do do anything, you'll, no matter what it is. You know, cooking, cleaning, doing the garden, doing, I don't know, school run, whatever. If, if you truly respect them, then then you'll you'll do half 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 your life in it, like make, try and make it easy for them. But I know some men that will not have none of it. They don't know how to iron. They don't know how to use a washing machine. They cannot cook. They don't know how to clean. Their woman just does every, absolutely everything for him, you know. That's I won't mind some of that as well. So I might have to trade. Um, if you guys know anyone, just give me a shout. Um, yeah, I'm up for that. <laughs> Didn't you say last time it would have to be at a very steep price? What what was the number like? 50, 50, 50 million pounds. For for what for a trade? Yeah, <laughs> I think you said that on record. It might be seventy five grand. That's my number. Like oh, okay. <laughs> you know, listen, listen, right. I'm I'm getting old and I'm getting tired, you know. If I could find a woman that would do everything for me, hand, you know, when I want it, feed me grapes. That's got to be included. I want feeding grapes. She's got so to be specific. able to do my nails and my feet, make them look pretty. Then, then I'm, you know, I'm, I'm up, I'm up for like negotiations. Well, why not a dude like who can do all this for you though? You know, why does it have to be a woman? Why not? Have Have you seen? Have you ever witnessed a guy? putting grapes into something into anything's mouth delicately and make you what the guys probably don't oh, even gay men, gay men. queer people i'm just gonna throw it out there <laughs> yeah well, well gay <laughs> gay so i might just yeah. okay i might just get myself a, a gay best friend i don't know yes <laughs> 
Oh, man. Well, yeah, I mean, I think there was, like, a thing that I saw on Facebook a couple of years ago that was, like, men belong in the kitchen, women belong in the kitchen, everyone belongs in the kitchen, it's the kitchen and that's food. And I'm kind of like, um, yeah. Like, I can't cook to say, um, I mean, I, I can't cook. I can. Oh. Um, but so, you know, like my husband cooks and like, you know, we like we divide like the, the housework. There was a stati- uh, statistic that said like women. I don't know if you three saw this. It was like women like get like work 60 percent more in addition to their full time job. And men get at least like a day back if they're in like a long term partnership because their um, female partner usually do all the household tasks. I was like. Oh my god is this true is this true i i don't know so that that's what made me think well that was definitely yeah. written by a woman that's angry and single 100 oh, percent. okay burn. there's no there's no way on god's green earth that that, that was written by anybody else 100 percent. let's get I her mean, on I, Come on, let's get her on facebook let's ask her let's get her on twitter whatever i don't know i should have i should have fact checked it but i just saw that and that made me like really feel sad about my uh, my cleaning schedule, if that were true. <laughs> um, what, what, do you, what do you all think, like Amy and Adrian? Uh, well, putting aside uh, who it was written by, <laughs> like, <laughs> I do think that what Anthony said about mutual respect is very important. And I think that it kind of comes down to like agreeing on what type of standards you have for like how chores are to be done and what chores need to be done. So I do think that it's best to like split things up and negotiate how you think it's fair to split it up so whether it's based on time or money or however you want to split it up but like a way that you both feel like satisfied with and like also to doing it to certain standards that you both feel satisfied with (laughs) because i think that sometimes there's a problem because someone will think that something is more dirty or more clean so like someone might walk into a room and be like, what, this room is clean, like, it's fine. Yeah. And then someone else comes in and they're like, what, there's dust everywhere, like, did you clean it at all? So I think that as long as you have an agreement to like what type of things they have to do in the room, then I think that, you know, you can just split things up and you hopefully won't have to redo things. <laughs> like, I mean, because like one of my friends was telling me how she was getting really upset with her husband because like they have... They have two kids and like you know she's been doing a lot of work with the kids and she was like oh and like my husband is working at home from now but like he's not really doing a lot of cleaning so what she ended up doing is she was like okay we both have to get these certain chores done throughout the week we can do them whenever we want but we both have to do them like during this week so i thought that i don't know i really admired the fact that like she kind of was like like okay well i'm not going to do everything just because like you're sitting around and I want this to be clean. So I'm just going to do it because you're not doing it. So she still was like, no, this is your responsibility. You have to do it. But you know, it was still like a split of like, well, you can do it whenever you want. It doesn't have to do now. But you know, like, this is what I'm doing. This is what you're doing. We have to get it done. So I don't know. So I just think, yeah, you just have to decide and negotiate between each other, like what you think is fair and what standards you think that you should have. Yeah. And sometimes I just can't be bothered, like, with you know, when like a task gets done, uh, in my mind, because I, I think I do have high expectation, high standards for, for cleanliness. Not that I'm like, actually, yeah, I'm kind of a germaphobe. I'll just say it. Um, I'm kind of like, oh, but like it's done. And, you know, especially in the pandemic, I'm kind of like, well, it's done. I'm not going to 
redo that. Like no one has time for that. So it has, I guess the pandemic has forced me into being a more chill person. <laughs> Anyways, Amy, what do you think? Um, I would say I definitely agree with um, kind of like, um, I liked Anthony's point about like time distribution and like um, also thinking about like, you know, labor distribution you know, like if I, you know, was unemployed or something and my um, partner worked all day and my husband worked all day or whatever. Yeah, of course I would do stuff around the house. I'm not just going to like sit there all day. Like that would be, you know, that would just be fucked up. Um, and just <laughs> such an unequal distribution of labor uh, and just rude. But um, <laughs> like, it's just rude. But um, another factor I think about is like how good you are at something and also what you like. Like, I, I, can't, I can't cook, and I really, really actively hate doing it. Um, I'm happy to clean. Yeah. Right, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to clean up after. I'm happy to do the grocery shopping. Like, um, like thinking of tasks in other ways. Like, there are some things I'm just not good at. Um, and if I had a partner who really loved to cook, like, that would be great. And if we both fucking hated to cook, then we'd probably figure out another system. Um, like something low maintenance or whatever, you know, you get like a meal kit delivery. I don't care. Um, um, so kind of like working around them. Um, I mean, I, I will say too, I think it's important to kind of think about, um, I'm such an academic, like the history of labor. Um, <laughs> but, like, but, um, yeah. I'm such an academic, like, but, um, I mean, I will say like, there's a very long line of like feminist labor history that has statistically proven not just single um you know um angry women right that women always um are doing kind of unpaid more unpaid labor in the house even though they're both working full-time and historically this has been kind of like this was designed we'll make women stay in the house and do all the domestic unpaid labor and this unpaid labor will actually be the very foundation that allows capitalism to exist because they can raise the workers at home and the men can go to work. And like, that's like literally like, just like a massive theory. It's been proven a hundred times and I yeah. totally agree with it. And it makes sense. And saying like that unpaid labor, like you're, you're just socializing that to be uncompensated. So it's naturalized. And one thing I immediately thought of, cause this is a huge issue, right? Um, in the, in the States, at least, um, you know, a lot of, um, privatized we have privatized child care systems mm. so a lot of times and they're really expensive so if you can't afford it then often what we'll do is one parent will just be like okay i can't work now or like my mom just had to work part-time she had to work nights um because she couldn't afford it and i always mm. thought that was fucked up that it's always like the woman is like the default like okay i have to be the caretaker now and stay home with the kids while my husband works yeah. And it's, it still happens all the time that like the woman is always the one that has to kind of give up certain opportunities to watch the kids. Um, right. So it's not just like daily chores and stuff like that. It's also like can be some kind of longer term stuff. Also, what kind of annoys me, like slight side note is so I mentioned like my husband um, cooks and when we have friends, like, you know, whoever over, he usually like cooks and he like serves and I'm like at the table chatting, chatting with the guests. Um, and then everyone, everyone is kind of like, oh, my God, you're wow, like your husband is cooking and serving like, wow. And it's like, uh, OK, but I bet if I were doing it, you wouldn't have said anything because women by default are expected to do those kinds of things. So I think that's what 
really annoys me most of all. Like if you, if I serve you a meal, you just say like, thank you or whatever, that's fine. But if you kind of expect me to be in that socialized role or like if, you know, if I'm pregnant, you expect me to go on mat leave, things like that. That's when I start to get like really annoyed. And I have had other men be like, no, you're just overthinking it. Like, it's fine. What do you mean? But because <laughs> y'all aren't in that position, you get like kudos if, you know, you go on pat leave and you do things like that. So I think it's very insidious how it, it does bleed in, I think. So that, I don't know. That's what you reminded me as you were talking, Amy. I think a really good point too is like what people are good at and what they like doing. Um, like, you know, I'm living with my parents right now and we always like, we often divide things based on what type of things we like to do. So oftentimes like I'll help in the kitchen, but like, you know, there's some things that I don't like to cut. I don't like cutting onions because it always make me cry. <laughs> so like, so my mom usually cuts the onions and then I'll usually do something else. And then like, I usually do the dishes. So like if there's a time where they've cooked something and then I didn't help cooking, then I'll always do the dishes. So I think it is good to just kind of like have a balance of activities, you know, based on time and based on what people like. And you know, it's not really possible to have a system that works for everyone because it's, you know, very dependent on, you know, your living conditions, people's feelings and everything. So, yeah, that's true. So just for like the last question, <laughs> who should make the most? Uh, so, Anthony, what, what do you think and what made you ask this question? Um, I don't, it was just a question that I just, just like to to know. Obviously, it's normally they say the man's job to make the most money and provide for the household. Well, obviously, I've got three women in front of me. So tell me what you guys think. Yeah, sure. I, I, I mean, um, who should who should make the most? Um, I mean, I'm I'm obviously a big fan of evenly distributed labor. Um, you know, but at the same time, like I understand, like you know my 40 hours could be paid a lot differently than somebody else's 40 hours or whatnot. Um, I don't know if it's so much as to like, I don't really care who makes the most. It doesn't um, affect me. Um, it's never really like mattered to me. I wouldn't look down on someone that like made less than me. I think that's really classist. Um, and I would just like never, I would just never hold that. I'm like, you can't really choose what your income is going to be. Um, as long as someone is working, working towards something like even if they were just like a barman I'd be like okay cool like if that's what you want to do that's awesome um I think what comes down to it then is that issue of like okay you still need to like have money to live right so it does come down to the issues like okay when it comes down to all these bills um is it just going to be the default like one person the person who kind of always makes more is going to pay them all like my um dad like I mean, he always made more than my mom too, but like, even when they were both kind of really struggling, he would still put up and pay with all the bills because she was doing all the housework. She was raising the kids. Um, so it was like kind of, there was like kind of like an even trade there. Um, and um, I kind of have, I have a joke. There's a thing in academia, right? Where it's like, if you get hired um, and you're married to someone, you can get a spousal hire. So they'll hire your spouse. Um, and they'll usually hire the spouse at like a, kind of lesser prestigious, um, lesser, like, um, lower ranking position and like lesser pay. Cause it's like, you weren't really our top choice, but we're going to bring you on. So, you, you know, we can get your top choice. And I had a joke with all the male academics that I've dated that, um, they would be my spousal hire 
and I would be the first pick higher. <laughs> and um, and they hated that. They all just thought that was like total crap. And I was like, I was like, okay, one, it's a joke. Um, right. But it was also I just took it as a kind of slap in the face. And I was like, do you really do you really think like my work isn't like, you know, just as good as yours? Like we're just as good as yours. Like, are you really gonna be that insecure? I'm making an extra, you know, 10k a year or something, whatever it may be. Um, so for me, it doesn't really matter, but I think it can be a really important indicator to find out if it matters to the other person. Um, because it's like, okay, well, you know, why do you think I'm kind of worth less or should do less or anything like that? Um, so it seems like a really important conversation to have yeah I don't know just like among guys that I've talked to and it was very like inane like plain conversation and they the dudes would always be like no I need to make more than my girlfriend no no and then very few be like no I just I don't want to work I just want to like I would happily live off my girlfriend if they if she makes more than me like it doesn't matter and I was like oh okay but yeah I think I think to be honest like I don't I just I don't give a shit I think it's more like what pisses me up is the expectation like oh, of course your hu husband will would make more than you You know that kind of attitude and when they have no idea how much I make and I, you know in reality I think like this notion that like husband should take care of the family kind of thing is what annoys me because it should it is a partnership it should be equal um and even if you don't make you know, if your husband makes more than you or less than you, whatever, ultimately, like, you're still doing things, like, in the house that that is a trade-off, that becomes a trade-off. So, yeah, I think it's just, like, the the reactions and, like, what we see and, you know, even shows that we watch on Netflix, like, the, the dude always coming in, like, oh, I'm home. Where's dinner on the table, <laughs> you know? Just, I'm just over it. But, yeah, I don't know. What about y'all? Like, Anthony, Adrian? That's what I need. I need someone to have my tea a day when I've done work. Even if I finish early, half 12, come on sweet cheese, get some dinner laid down. You know, it would be beautiful. It really would. But do these women exist? Are they a thing of the past? Because I don't know many. Well, I do know a few women, but they're on benefits, so they don't really work. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't really know. I don't think I know many women that just sit at home and, and rely solely on the husband anymore or partner. I think that's a thing of the past, you know. I think we're in we're in a time where, you know, everybody needs money and, and you know, couples have realised that, well, obviously we're not making the most of our opportunity to make money if one of us works and the other one doesn't work. So what I'm finding now is, even though the man, in fact, I can't do, because you know what, the, the women that I know, they, they've got quite good jobs and the jobs pay well as much as the men. So I don't, I don't know. I just, I just think that my mum's always had a good wage. Um, always be more than any partner that she's had. So, hmm. But yeah, back to it. I definitely want someone that could make me my dinner when I get home. I think, I think that's my priority. Now, as I'm, I'm ready to retire, you know, ladies, I'm not going to lie. I think I've got five more years of working in me and then I'm done. I'm, I'm going to, um, what's it called? Retire. That's it. That's me. No, in seven years, when I'm 40, I'm retiring. That's it. I've finished with this. So if you guys could line me someone up, 
I'd be very grateful. I'll put that call out. Look for the grape feeders. Yeah, we gotta get that as like a filter on it. Like, must be grapes. Yeah. Yeah, that is number. Like that is definitely number one. The grapes have got to be something. While fanning, like I want fanning at the same. You know, like when you get them Greeks, like a stand-up comedian that can fucking feed you grapes. Like laid down, like fanning. I can't have two because that's bad. Just one. Fan grapes. We're good. We're good. I'm set. I don't want like a robe or anything. I'll just wear my dressing gown. I'm, I'm, I don't ask for much. I don't ask for much at all. What about an electric fan? Does it have to be like an old style fan? It has to be old, and they've got to be able to do that. Whoosh, like, whoosh, and like, so they have to have really strong wrists. Both wrists. And it, Both wrists and, and strong. it can't be in, in like in, in like sequence. So it can't be like fan, fan, grape. It has to be fanning. And then a grape now and again, you know. Oh, okay. Man, I'm really into this. I'm really into it. Yeah. Another seven years and that's me, so. So they have to feed you grapes at the proper rhythm, too. Yeah, in line, in line with the fanning. Because it'll all go out. It'll all just... It'll all just... It's quite, quite he's listening. You got seven years to protect this. We got, got seven years. Seven years and training. Train those wrists. Yeah. You go to the Train gym. The wrist, anything. I'm not really bothered about if you've got plastic surgery by this time. <laughs> I'll take on anybody as long as the, the grip and the fanning is on time in a nice rhythm and it doesn't interfere with what I'm trying to do. All right. And that is the episode. We did zigzag between topics, but it's nevertheless an enjoyable an important conversation to have thanks to our guests for showing up and speaking with us and we hope you enjoyed listening to the episode